This episode of the Same Game Multi Podcast is brought to you by the fantastic team at the White Bull Hotel Armadale. Situated halfway between Sydney and Brisbane in the picturesque New England region, it's a perfect destination for the hungry traveller, serving delicious meals for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Be sure to check out the fantastic weekly specials in the drive through bottle shop. For more information, check out the website at whitebull.net.au. The views and opinion of the following podcast are general in nature and are not a guaranteed outcome. All personal research should be conducted prior to betting of any monies. All prices are correct at the time of recording. Please gamble responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time once again to sit back, relax and enjoy the greatest rugby league podcast in the world, the Same Game Multi-Podcast. And if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it! Yes, and welcome to another edition of the Same Game Multi-Podcast. Big episode happening today. We're going to wrap up round 22, review any of the multis that the boys might have got up. We're going to talk uh, injuries coming out of that round, some major injuries uh, and some very concerning injuries for one particular player. Uh, a bit of signing news coming out of the last round as well, so we're going to look at that. There's a couple new segments uh, to come as well, so make sure you stay on side because we're about to kick off. <laughs> Another week, another lockdown, boys. You boys got me? Yep, yep, gotcha. Yeah, yep. Um, another lockdown. Um, yeah, it uh, doesn't look like it's going to ease anytime soon, but uh, we got to do what we got to do and and uh, hopefully get through it. So, Yeah, that's it. Obviously, everyone, everyone just needs to uh, listen to the rules and stay at home, have a few beers at home and, and uh, relax on the lounge for a couple of weeks. Take it easy. Be good if you could. Um, boys, last round, uh, we'll, we'll get to the uh, injuries in a sec, but how'd we fare? Did we get any mouldies up? If anyone's looking for some wool, come and see me, because I got absolutely fleeced. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just run through a couple that I missed. So I missed out on, uh, in the Souths game, I had uh, a nice little five-legger for $76. Unfortunately, uh, Kaloa Matungi didn't get over, but I had Mansell first try scorer. Uh, and Latrell any time I should have had that swapped over That would have got me there As I think the same as Birdo I missed out on uh, the Manly game I had Manly 13 plus Garrick 2 or more Turbo 2 or more And Wonga Blake And that was paying $64 And Turbo only got that got that one try Also the Hail Mary That Mansour first try scorer That let me down uh, That was leading in, into Garrick as well And that was paying $63 for those two legs I had a couple of sideies on the weekend, which I was even more dirty at. So I had a, I had a nine-leg bet. So South first to 30, South both halves. Half-time, South lead nine-plus. South to score first. First try, seven minutes, 59 or earlier. Mansour, Luttrell and Cody Walker, anytime try scorers. And the points to be over 42 and a half. Cody Walker set up a few, no try, and it was 42 points. That was paying fifteen fifty. Now the second one, I'm even more. Dirty How many at. legs was that? That was a nine leg. Fuck. Now this this, this one's a six legger, but it was paying thirty six dollars. Garrick two or more turbo anytime. Manly both halves. Manly first to ten points. Manly nine plus at half time. And the first try eight minutes or later, and that one dummy, the last leg in that one, the, the, old, the old time bet got me on that one. <laughs> but I did pick up um, a couple of. 
couple of coins. I got Ruben Garrick to score at least 18 points in that game. That was paying 260. And I did pick the last seven games from Friday through to Sunday. And that was paying six to one, just on head-to-head bets. Well, I uh, I missed out on a couple by one leg, um, and I uh, had uh, one one or two. Um, my bets were void, and I didn't realise until it was too late. Um, obviously, players not playing. I had a little side bet for myself as well, Ches uh, and Clint. I had uh, in the Roosters game, so I had uh, the Roosters or the first try eight minutes or later. Now, in the group chat, you would have seen that I sent a screenshot through. Uh, of Fafita scored at eight. Ah, uh, was it Payne yeah, Hass? Has, sorry, Payne Hass scored at eight minutes zero one, one second after, and they paid it as it scored inside the set inside the eight. So that didn't count. Now I was sitting there a bit saucy, and I thought, if this multi, if I miss out by one leg, I'm gonna someone's gonna get an ear drumming uh, at Sportsbet. Um, this is the this was the multi eight minutes or later. No, uh, to win both halves, Roosters. No. Roosters to win the race to 20 points? No. The Roosters to win the race to 10 points? No. Tupanua to score at any time? No. Joseph Manu to score at any time? No. Daniel Tupo to score at any time? No. Roosters to win 13 plus? No. Roosters to win head to head? Yes. <laughs> one so, leg up. So uh, don't worry, sports bet. Uh, with only getting one of them legs, you're, you're lucky. You're off, off the hook. Uh, just goes to show out there that we uh, show you our flaws as well as our successes. So... Um, some wild bets there, boys. I was much the same as you, J-Rod. Uh, missed out on two of mine by one leg, um, which was half the amount I've missed out on the week before. So I'm making an improvement. So hopefully this round I might might get square and get one up. So let's hope. Um, let's jump into the play of the round, boys. Who caught your eye? Uh, Cody Walker. That's who I've got as well. It if it's really? not, chairs, it's you stealing my play. I'm going to go first next week. Fuck yes. I think you should go first because I've got Cody Walker <laughs> as one of my two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Cody Walker was phenomenal on the weekend. Uh, so too was all, all credit to Turbo as well for his efforts against Para, um, which I predicted that they were going to get drummed. But uh, Cody Walker, he's uh, he, a freakish performance. Um, he was untouchable in that game. And uh, I, I, honestly, I think he was the difference um, in, in the two sides and, and he got him the chocolates, so. Yeah, I'm the same as you, but I got some stats for him as well. Uh, three try assists, 22 runs, 153 running metres, uh, four tackle breaks, one line break, three line break assists. Uh, he had 19 tackles with only one missed tackle uh, and kicking metres at 255 metres. So definitely a, definitely a sound performance there. I also had uh, Jordan Rapana for my player. I don't think he had a real... Op- Real good crack there on uh, Thursday night. Really, it was just just everywhere, and he seemed to have have his have his hand and mind in that whole eighty minutes of the game, and it made a big difference. I think, I think after he sort of burnt up a little bit and started playing what he can, I think Whiten lifted as well from the back of that, and that sort of pushed Storm for for a little while there. Uh, with Rapana, he had one hundred seventy eight meters, seventy seven post contact meters, and nine tackle breaks. Pretty good sets. Uh, I was Cody Walker as well, yeah, same as everyone else. He was phenomenal, um, just going crazy down that left edge. I'm still a bit worried about what might happen next year with Reynolds leaving and uh, and Milford coming to the club and what happens there. So, But, you know, this year, he's if they're going to win, he needs to be fit and uh, playing like he did on the weekend for the next four or five weeks, I think. So, If, if he continues that form into the finals, they're going to be dangerous, aren't yeah. they? Definitely. And they shored up their defence a little bit too, which is good. Uh, what about your highlight of the round? 
Um, a whole lot of the of the round. Um, I know the the Roosters are depleted. Don't take anything away from that. But it was actually the Brisbane Broncos' performance. I thought uh, their forwards were terrific um, and really, really stood up and, and matched what the Roosters have. Uh, as I said, unfortunately for the Roosters, they've got they're missing so many players. So that's obviously a um, you know a big difference for them if they had had their, their main squad. It may not have been what it was. But I, I really thought that they played well. I thought their forwards matched up um, and the ball went through the hands. They were two off the ruck and I thought they played good football. So uh, Broncos, I thought, yeah, that's my highlight of the round. It's just, just to see them bounce... Um, to see them bounce back and, and, you know, be able to play some quality football finally. Hopefully the doggies are next. Yeah, being a... Sorry, being a uh, Chook supporter too, that was, a, that was a hard game to watch, that one. It was very, very frightening there at times. Um, just a bit of luck of the ball and a, and a few decisions went our way towards the end there, so we're lucky to get that game, uh, in, in all honesty. Uh, my high was was the Raiders, so running off that Jordan Rapana comments I had, just the Raiders, same sort of thing, pushed Melbourne, made them look a little bit uncomfortable, whereas usually they were pretty solid for the whole 80 minutes, and they showed what they can do, which we've been looking for for the last how many weeks. So that they have showed what they can do. If they can keep that going, they will be in the eight, and they could be could be one of those dark horse bets. Boys, I'm going a little bit different this week. Uh, mine was the women in league round. Uh, the round itself, obviously, the, you know, acknowledging all the contribution the, the women play in the game, uh, but more so the jerseys. A few of the jerseys. Did you see there? So there's the Rabbitohs one with the pink stripes. Uh, the Cowboys actually had one, which wasn't too bad. But the Tigers, I really like the Tigers one. The, who Tigers played? They played the Cowboys. The Cowboys, yeah, and they, they, they both, both had, had different. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were very, oh yeah, very similar. So the, the Tigers won. Um, you know, it was that pinky blacky up the top. It didn't obviously had the orange stripe around the sleeves and that, which didn't go. But um, yeah, so that was mine. Just the different jerseys, um, something different. You know, it leads into my. Low light of the week though, which was that particular game. So <laughs> it's pretty bad when the when the jersey's the best part of the game. The so yeah. I, I was just about to say, do you want me to kick, do you want me to kick off low lights? Because my low lights were the jerseys. Wasn't the, <laughs> wasn't wasn't the actual jerseys? They were just, it was as hard for me to, to to notice who was who, um, and even the team that there was Bulldogs versus Warriors. That was a hard game to watch only because of their colours. Mm. So I had to put my specs on to watch that game because <laughs> was, it, was it was just a massive, massive sea of blue. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we can get spec savers on next week. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a bit of a sponsorship, I think. But no, they, it was they, they were good Guernseys. It was just just, just hard to just hard to um, distinguish. Distinguish. There we go. That's a good word. Distinguish who was who. There. It's how I'm usually described. Distinguished. Distinguished. <laughs> Uh, my low light is, um, and this there's no bias in, intended in this, and I've, I've been a, I've been a fan of this for a while. Uh, it's the it's the grading um, of the Ryan Madison hit. Um, the, now I understand this is the way I see it. Um, I've played a little bit of football in my time. That's a left shoulder shot. Uh, he tried to make contact with his right shoulder. Now, unfortunately, Hank Scorpio. Um, hopefully, he's all well there. Um, as I said, I, I, I don't mean any. Any disrespect, but Ryan Madison lowered himself. How much lower can you go without being run over the top of? If you get run over the top of, you'll, you'll be burned on media. Um, it was just a, it was just a front on contact. I, I understand the rule, and I'm all for head contact, but I, I just don't understand the the grading they use. I, like in that case, so if it was a swinging arm or it was a deliberate shoulder charge, hundred percent, five weeks minimum. 
The problem is it's a front-on contact. You watch you watch the tackle. People out there, re-watch the tackle. He should have hit him with his left shoulder, but he didn't. He's hit him with the right, which has squared his body up. You have a look at Ryan Madison. He lowered himself. Isaiah Papali's hit him low, which has cut his direction, which started to lower him. What, what else are you going to do? I don't understand how the grading comes in. Yes, I understand it's an unfortunate and, and, and it's a crackdown, but where do you draw the line between, you know, something, something that's got... With, with with some sort of intent, he's been graded with intent and and force. I the send off, yeah, fair enough because um, the, the what they used to call the rule was one for one. So if one was to leave the field and not return, then the other ones to leave the field and not return. I don't understand the grading. Three weeks, yes, five weeks. Well, that's what he's he's looking at potentially five weeks. I don't understand how they grade it. I, that's so. My low light is the grading rule, not necessarily that 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 incident, but just the grading rule in general. I just I I just don't understand how it works. It, it's a front on contact. Madison lowered himself. He's done everything right. Yeah, and like you said, Papali had hit him low, which then drops him, and it's near instantaneous that, that movement too. You know, they they play these things in slow motion, makes it look like he had an age to pull out of it, but you played in full speed, and it's you know blink of the eye, it's done. So. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you there. Obviously, it's a bad hit, and as you you know agreed to, three weeks fine, send off fine. I agree with all that as well. So, but yeah, we've, we've spoken about the judiciary uh, quite a bit throughout the year, and and um, them needing to do a bit of a, a review of, of how things work there. So hopefully, in the off season, um, they might give us a call. Back on 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 Friday night, who was it that uh, got uh, Takiaho late? Uh, last, last couple uh, of minutes Flegler there. Flegler, Flegler yeah. right. uh, Tupanua he got Tupanua Was it Tupanua? Tupanua Just just, just caught him but Just brushed him yeah. Did he get any time for that? No It was just a, just I a straight I think, he, I think So generally those ones are Generally just a fine Yeah I was going to say A thousand bucks or something like that If they got a week or two for that And that's coming from me Absolutely rubbish That's yeah yeah, and and oh, and also too I'll, I'll add on to a little highlight here too Was um, Harawiranara how humble he was after the Jerome Hughes incident. How yeah. good is that? That's, yeah, it's um, good to see. Just to, not the hit, but yeah, yeah, obviously his remorse. Yeah, exactly um, right. Yeah, you know, he knew he'd done the wrong thing. He came out and put a put a post on social to say he'll cop whatever he gets, which is, you know, he's going to have to. But to sort of put his hand up, say he got it wrong. Uh, I think they've played together in the in Kiwi the news, side, yeah, the so they're probably probably mates as well. They actually had a chat backstage. Uh, backstage, <laughs> I think the wrestling <laughs> back in the sheds. Um, and uh, yeah, Hughes said, mate, bro, it's a game, don't worry about yeah. it. That's just footy, it's all good. So, yeah. uh, some pretty uh, scary scenes out there uh, after the Sharks game there with Andrew Fafita boys. Um, copped a bit of a blow to the throat, seemed all right during the game. He, he walked off, shook hands, and uh, it wasn't until after the game when he cooled down that things started to. To go a bit hectic for him there. Um, good news is he's had s- surgery today, uh, successful surgery, and they're expecting him to make a full recovery. Uh, he had a fractured larynx, I think it was. What that means for his playing career and going forward, we're yet to know. Uh, but I think at the moment his most important thing is just his health and, and to get him right and back with his family. When they mention uh, induced comas, it always worries me. I know everyone's trained in the hospitals and stuff, but there's always, always that slight chance something can go wrong. In those situations, uh, but uh, luckily he it was under safe hands. Well, I uh, I actually heard on um, Morning Glory they 
said why he was put into an induced coma. Uh, and the reason behind that, no, it wasn't Morning, morning Glory. It might have been uh, Big Sports Breakfast anyway. Uh, and it was to, to stop his body from going into shock because of what they – his body's obviously – it's amazing what adrenaline will do. Um, as you said, he, he basically finished the game and then once his, his body started to cool down, the adrenaline started to evaporate. That's when the shits hit the fan. So the induced coma was to stop his body from going into shock and basically shutting down. Uh, a, panic and shock. So that's uh, the induced coma. But hopefully, fingers crossed, um, I know he's at the back end of his career, but uh, hopefully for his own sake, um, you know, maybe one or two years. And, and well, he was he was planning a, a move to England to play uh, one last season with his brother. So hopefully that goes ahead, but one way to find out, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, all the best to you out there, Andrew, and to your family as well, mate, full recovery and uh, Godspeed. Uh, just a little bit of signing news, boys, before we move on to the, the games and, and uh, J-Rod's new segment that we've got coming up. Um, Connor Watson signed a two-year deal with the Roosters for less money than what he was offered at the Knights and on less, um, less amount of years as well. Want to grab your thoughts on that. And also Moses Embai uh, putting pen to paper to become a Dragons next year. Give me uh, your thoughts on both those signings, please. Well, that's that's a signing going from Newcastle to the Roosters, not for money, is a key sign that he's 100% after, after, after trophies, which this day and age, um, as I said before, money's like sugar on your cornflakes, uh, makes the world go round. It's, it's good to see. I, I like it when a player will go somewhere to take a pay cut to go and win comps. Um, and and Chaz, you're you're a Roosters boy, um, and made it, uh, he's going back to where it started, uh, which also to him might be, you know, it, it might be a little bit sentimental, so to speak. But mate, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Pick up, pick up, pick up. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, it's it's good news for the Chooks. I think what you just mentioned there is reflected what I said before about Fitler and that team chemistry. He's been there before. He knows what the club's like. He's obviously busting to get back in there for less money to be back around that like that that winning environment and that and that club culture as well. And I think he'll, he'll bring a little bit of jazz to the game and his performance should improve as well. Yep, I agree with uh, both of you there. What about Moses, boys? Um, I from a uh, St George point of view, I, I'm not a fan um, simply because I think St George are at that point where they need to start building. Um, Instead of gap filling, yeah, I, I I don't think he's the bloke to do it. I mean, like he's at the back end of his career, um, not taking anything away from his ability, but I just don't think he's the man they're looking for. To be honest, surely there's got to be something in the youth, and I and I understand during difficult circumstances and times that there's no junior football being played, there's no feeder cup playing, etc. There's no reserve grade, but there's there's got to be someone in the system. Or someone in someone else's system uh, that you know, if, if they do come through, they good. They become a, um, a, a a young walker from the Roosters, for example. Um, there's you know, you, there's got to be someone else. I'd like you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think they're not the he's not the bloke they're looking for. You, you're looking for a long term fix. Am I am I yeah. am I right? No, I, I, I'm the same as you. I'm a bit on the fence with this one. They got him at he's, a pretty good price. Yeah, because uh, um, Tigers are playing pain. More than half the freight, I've heard. I think with with him, he's not going to be there for long. Yeah, I, think, I, th- I think my thing against it is he, he's not going to be there forever. Um, and for me, names on paper, Dragons aren't that bad. They just make themselves bad uh, the way that they conduct some of their plays and with their defence strategies. Remember how they started off the year? 
Oh, crackers. Mm. Like they were just guns. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking, holy shit, like, this is a team that's really turned themselves around. Then the wheels started to fall off, and that's not just one person's fault. That was, like, that was a whole team. I think they were relying on just a couple of individual players there as well to keep that team going. Uh, good call, bad call. I, I, I'm 50-50 on that one. I think he's got him there. Like you said, he won't be there for a long time, maybe a couple of years, a bit of a stopover. But maybe there's someone coming through the ranks, like you said, J-Rod, that we don't know about. But the coach does, you know what I mean? But he's not, but he's not ready yet, you know. Yeah. So get someone like Moses in. Bit of experience. He's an origin player. Do you play, has he played Kangaroos? I'm thinking oh, yeah, he might have. I think he might have played one game, maybe. But, you know, it's a lot of experience. Yeah. So and if you get someone like that in, you know, to, to help get these younger fellas through, that's what I'm thinking the case might be. And they picked him up pretty cheap too, so. Doing the two of us a check with Reese Walsh. Exactly. Like that sort of a system. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Not that that worked out for him, unfortunately. Uh, all right, do we want to launch into your new segment now, J-Rob, before we kick the games off? Or do yeah, you want to so pr- pray along a bit? I've got a new segment as well, so we can do either one. We'll, um, we'll uh, kick it off. We'll, we'll do a little little uh, little mix-up. So all I've right. got a, a segment called a Three of a Kind. Um, and this week I've gone the three most, or personal, I'll say, personally, your most influential players. Um, I'm gonna, I'll kick it off. Uh, my, so my three, my three of a kind. My, uh, one of my aces is going to be Preston Campbell. Um, for what he's a what he done on the field, b what he does for football in general, and c what he does for the indigenous community and what he has done, what he is doing, and what he continues to do, uh, he is a very humble bloke. I've, I personally I haven't met him, but everything you read about him is always green. There is nothing wrong with it. It's always in. It's always positive. Uh, so my my uh, one of my aces today is going to be Preston Campbell. He's a big sorry. Yeah, he's a big advocate for um, men's mental health as Absolutely. well, which is great. Yeah, so. Which is great. Yep. Number two, or are we just going to go around? Um, yeah, hit the threes. We'll All go right. the threes. I, I was a bit. I'd sort of. Was a bit torn with this. I was got stuck between whether we're going to do current players or of all time, and I got a bit of both. But I kept it fairly current, I suppose you could say. And I've kind of blurred the line between influential and inspirational, if that yep. makes sense. But for for me, um, number three is Turbo. Yep. Just his performance this year and what he's done to that club and how they perform at the start of the year without him compared to what they are now. Um, it's you know chalk and cheese. So he's apart from the uh, old bathroom slip, you know, <laughs> he, he's he's pretty clean cut off off the field Absolutely. as well. Come from a you know good stock from his parents and his brothers and and whatnot. So uh, yeah, he's my number three. Uh, my number three is Mal Meninga. Uh, going back to the old childhood days when first started watching footy, he was one of those sort of figures that were larger than life, so to speak, back when I was in primary school. Uh, big old toe poke master and just one of those guys that just looked bigger and better than the rest of the squad. So um, here's my pick as well. And just one of those – back in those days, he was running around with the old uh, the old green and white Canberra Raiders with like Kenny Nagus and Laurie Daly and that, and he was just, just a really good leader. Then towards the end of the year, I remember sitting around home with like dad and pop and that, and you'd be watching like the Origins and then the and the Test match, and Big Man was always there. So that's my number three. How good are those memories? You know, yeah. you speak sitting around with your your dad and your pop watching footy, and uh, you think back to childhood, and yeah, it just invokes so many memories. So good to see. Uh, number two, number two, I've gone, I've gone two for this, and it's the way they've um, do. Would you say evolve the game and and the way they've changed it from an old style of football to a new style of football? Um, unfortunately, one of them I'd got I caught the art the the back end of their career, and one of them I'm only going off what people see and and basically highlight reels. Uh, Benny Elias, uh, he changed that number nine 
He changed the way the nine plays in the game, kicking from dummy half, etc. Um, and my and, and the other and my second one of the of the number twos, the way they changed the game was actually Andrew Johns, um, and and the way he changed how how a halfback plays, uh, and how the halfback controls, etc. So they're my two, Benny Elias and uh, Andrew Johns, for just the way they evolved the game. Two pretty good picks there. Uh, my number two is basically all you said about your number three, Preston Campbell, mate, for everything he does on the, not only on the field but off the field uh, in, in the Indigenous communities as well. Uh, he was my favourite all-time player until he brushed me at the casino at the start of the year, and that's JT, Jonathan Thurston. Yeah, Thurston, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll forgive him for that. So just what he's done as a uh, leader on the field um, – yeah, just his tenaciousness on the field, but also what he does off the field now. Uh, not so much his commentary gig, but what he, <laughs> what he does away from that. And, uh, you know, in the Indigenous communities out there and spreading the word and, and trying to, you know, teach them that, you know, there is a positive outcome in there if you work hard for it. So he's my number two. Yeah, my number two is uh, Darren Lockyer. Uh, the same reasons as yours, but a little bit there with the – when he transitioned from fullback into the halves – he changed the way Brisbane played and it made him very exciting to watch and it opened up uh, new possibilities for that Queensland side as well. Remy used to throw those massive torpedo cutout balls on like the second tackle. No one was looking for him. He'd, he'd, like, he'd hit those hit those outside centres in gaps early in the sets and just his leadership as well. He, he was always seen to be good uh, like, after a loss. He'd be good at the post-match interview. He was like, always good like, when they had the cameras in the sheds and stuff, he was just, just one of those players that really stood out to be a, a real good leader and, and just, had, just had a real good footy brain on him. And we'll forgive him for his commentary as well. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Um, this could be a little bit controversial. Um, scratch... Scratch all the all the recent drama and incidents. My number one is Jared Hayne for his 2009 campaign. Um, that, in my eyes, and in a lot of greats, um, you know, you talk to your, your Peter Sterlings, um, you, like your, your Mal Meningas, your Michael Ennises, you, you know, you listen to their analysis and everything like that. What Jared Hayne did in 2009 single-handedly took Parramatta to a grand final. That alongside with myself and a lot of lot of panels of experts, etc., they get paid the big money to make the big calls. They say that that is the number one, that is the best single-player performance of all time. What he did in 2009 was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, to this day, uh, Turbo, you're speaking about Turbo as your three, he plays that similar sort of every time he gets the ball, mate. Defenders, if you're if Haynes running at a defender, they they squints a winking, you know. It, it puts the fear of God into you know, and that just purely for his two thousand and nine performance, it was absolutely unreal. Um, agree. It was one of the best performances. What's your thoughts if Turbo gets Manly to a grand final this year? Would that eclipse it because he's done it for more of a sustained period throughout the year? Do you think? Oh, um, I think Hayne was sort of the last seven or eight rounds. No, nah, well, the, so we won. To make the eight, we won the last, I think it was 13 games okay. to make. Uh, so we, we won the last, say, seven yep. to make the eight. So whereas Turbo's done it for a little bit longer. Uh, I'll definitely put him up on the top shelf as well. Um, yep. but as I said, just purely on that, on uh, you know, and, and at that time, I, I feel, I c- I'm not being biased, but the year that we won the Origin, I thought Jared Hayne also carried the Origin side that year. Um, if you remember, he, he burst from short range, he showed one to the right. His first contact was 
in, that incredible that he'd broken two tackles. Uh, you remember he sort of rolled over onto his back and he just banged, he reached out, the ball was there. And the look on, on Billy Slater's face and everyone when they got up, Inglis and all them, was just looking at him going, what the fuck just happened there? And Jared Hayne just tore him apart. So, as I said, um, it, it could be controversial. Um, a lot of people probably frown upon what's happened recently. Um, but put all that aside, just on his playing ability. And he won the Dally M that year too, so it was, it was very well deserved. Uh, mine is Paul the Chief Harrigan, and this is where I blurred the line probably to, between influential and inspirational. Um, when you're in a side of you know Newcastle and you speak to all those fellas, your Matty Johns, your Joey Johns, your uh, Denny Badiris's, your Billy Petons, they all say that Chief's the leader. You know what I mean? When you've got the elk of those guys all pointing to one man, that kind of is a, is a mark of who that man is, I think. So... You know, I can, and they still show it on, on the Fox Sports and that when they got Spud on those big battles him and Spud used to have, and they just used to, there was no self-preservation at all between either of them. Just run and basically just run into it. Try and they were trying to knock each other out. Let's, yeah, be, let's be serious, you know. And if you do that now, you'd be off the fucking ten weeks. Um, but they get up and go again, hundred percent. You know, so too. yeah, and and he's a champion bloke off the field. Uh, you know, the years I used to watch him on the footy show and beat the boys and all those kind of things. And he does a lot off the field now, also with the Mark Hughes Foundation, which is a great cause as well. So he's my number one. I've actually uh, heard Matty John speak about that before, um, and it was actually a story that was relayed through Andrew. Uh, it was in a in, in an Origin game, and basically Gus and the word had gotten around, uh, and they said that Gus said. The first bloke, I don't care if you you haven't either the game hasn't started, the first bloke to scream Queenslander, you hit him. You hit him as hard as you can. Anyway, and it was, I can't think of who it was at the time, but they were the number nine. First scrum. It was about two minutes in. First scrum of the, in the, of the, of the, of the origin. He's gone, someone's called out Queenslander. Picked out who it was, and he and it was I can't remember who it was. It was one of the big front rows. Marty Bella. It might have been actually, yeah, because it wasn't Billy Moore. Billy Moore's the one who gets, yeah, who gets in the tunnel. Yeah, in the tunnel. Yeah. Anyway, and he said I'd only hit him because he he's, he's way bigger than I am. And they said that Harrigan said to him, he said, if you say it, I will guarantee with my life that he you don't get hit. And he said, he goes, I wore one two or three shot like two or three minutes later. That was in a different incident. He said Harrigan put his body on the line. Just to make sure he didn't get hit, and that's just as you said that how in, in like say if someone says I'm not oh, what I want to throw one said the captain's orders you just throw one and I'll make sure you're protected. Yeah, yep. inspirational. Mate, my number one's uh, Freddie Fitler, Brad Fitler. Uh, a couple of reasons why, uh, mainly that it, the way he used to control the troops around uh, back when he was playing, always seemed very um, uh, what's the word resilient to panic. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, he's always calm. He was wasn't very, he? very calm. Yeah. yeah, very collected. Always knew what was happening. Uh, caught the defense off guard a lot of times with some of his little flash of stuff. Uh, it was good when they called him back up to return to Origin to win that win that third game. I think it was Johnsy, wasn't it? That threw that pass to him that went went behind him, and he he flicked the ball up behind him like with the with the bottom of his shoe went over his head, caught it, offloaded it to I forget who that was actually that he offloaded it to, ended up scoring and winning. Um, as well as that, all the stuff he does off-field that not, not, not many people would know about. Uh, the NRL does credit him for it in the way of medals and things like that, but he does a lot of charity work. Uh, and he also does a lot of work with, um, with school football. So you run like those little clinics for the, like, like little clinics for the um, school kids and stuff, teaching them skills, teaching them 
like basic football, safe football, all that sort of stuff. So he, he just does a lot for the game. Um, and then with his with his coaching as well, and I think this reflects back to the Roosters as when he was there playing. They always talk about the chemistry of the Roosters. That's why their defence is so strong because they know what each other is doing. They can rely on each other. I think he's a key part of that chemistry down there. And then he brings that across in, into these other games now that he's, he's coaching for. So. Well, when you speak of charity, he's actually uh, one of the big ambassadors for uh, Hogs for the Homeless. Um, and that's, you know, the, the likes of Nathan Hindmarsh, uh, Freddie Fittler, Gus Walden. Gus, that, um, he also has a, um, has a charity for himself. Um, is it You've Got Me or something similar to that? Um, he, 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 that's his charity. Uh, and, they, and as you said, they all jump on their Harleys. And they just go from town to town doing school football and, as you said, just, just practising that safe code, trying to develop and at the same time having fun at the same time as they're doing charity work, um, stopping in and, in and around. And um, I remember one year we, we played a played some uh, some cricket and our, our, our major sponsors, um, one of the clubs in town, were there having a couple of quiet beers after a game of cricket one afternoon. Hogs for the Homeless was on and the boys were in there, Hindmarsh and Fittler and, and, and the boys... And I'm going to say the name, and you'll pick it straight away. And here comes Barry Robbins, and you could hear him from one side of the place to the other. And he just give Freddie Fittler a bath. He's if yes, he's saying, "Oh, he's making you sign me bucket hat." And you look at the bucket hat, and it's that faded and sweaty and everything. But but no, it's um yeah, hats off to 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 Freddie and 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 his boys that do 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 a fair bit for a the youth in the game and uh, b the charities charities around because without charities, uh, we wouldn't be the nation we are. Great segment, uh, J-Rod, and some really great players there. Uh, I like that. We'll look forward to what next week's topic will be. Very good. All right, lads, let's rip into these games. Uh, we've got kicking us off Thursday night, Titans versus Storm. This one's being played at Seabus Super Stadium uh, with some crowds there, so probably suit the Titans a little bit. Uh, $7 if you like the Titans, $1.10 for the Storm. Uh, any news, Ches, coming out of the sheds? Uh, yeah, a little bit for this game. Uh, actually, with the uh, lockdown, I've had a bit of spare time, so I've gotten rid of the scribe and paperback, and I've switched over to the uh, new age technology. So if I'm a bit slow here most weeks, that's the reason why. So with the uh, Titans here, we've got uh, David Fafita being named to start again. He could change back and come off the bench again, as we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, Philip Semi, he's listed in the reserves. He's back from that ankle injury. He could be a late inclusion to the run-on side as well maybe playing off the bench as well with, with the possibilities next, next to Fafita. AJ Brimson, uh, he's had surgery from the fractured jaw incident. Uh, that took place on Tuesday, so he's unlikely to, to play again this year. So that's going to be a massive blow for the Titans in their little last surge to make the, uh, to make the, make the finals run. Uh, big Fafita, he's scored 12 tries in his nine games uh, at Seabus Stadium this year. Uh, it, moving into the storm, Craig Bellamy, he's made a few changes to his lineup. Uh, Jerome Hughes, obviously, from that hit, uh, he's out with that concussion. He's been replaced by Nico Hines, uh, which puts Pappenhauser back into his original position at starting fullback. Uh, George Jennings, his knee's back, back to full health, and he's ready to go. So he'll, he will replace Iramina out on the wing. Uh, and so Bellamy's also rested Brandon Smith, the cheese. And Olam as well. He's given them a rest for a week. Uh, Storm have won their last 10 from 11 games against the Titans. It's probably not likely to change, I don't think. No. no. And good to have that luxury to, to be able to rest your, some of your key players like that as well. So, um, Mouldy's boys, do you want to kick us off, Ches? All right. 
I've gone Storm 19 plus, Harry Grant, Remus Smith, the Paps, and that's paying 975. Well, I've got 15s. I've got uh, Melbourne 13 plus, Jennings anytime, Remus Smith anytime, and I've stuck with Kafusi. Um, hopefully, he plays big minutes again. He might get a bite, and that's fifteen dollars. Boys, I've gone all Storm here. Five legs filled up the sheet. George Jennings, Pappenhausen, Remus Smith, Melbourne racer twenty, and Melbourne to score over thirty six and a half points. Five legs, six dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> wow. Nearly a bit over a dollar a leg there, so uh, couldn't find much value. I couldn't see where many points come for the Titans, so I was hesitant to throw someone in there because I just couldn't see it coming off, to be honest. And it would have been one of those ones where I would have missed out by one leg again for sure. Uh, next game, uh, we've got Raiders versus Manly. Uh, this one's being played at Suncorp Stadium, and the Raiders are $4.50 outsiders, Manly $1.20 favourites. I'll tell you what, there's a few games this week that I'm looking forward to, and this is one of them. Um, depending on whether Turbo plays Chess, you'll get to that in a sec But I, th- I give the Raiders a bit of a chance here If he doesn't play Coming off the way they played last week too That's what we said last week And I just forgot to mention that about the Titans too Remember last week We said they have to start playing football to make that Now missing um, Brimson And their performance last week I think their final, their final chances are absolutely shot Said the same thing about the Raiders they actually improved a lot last week, so this is going to be a cracker, especially if, if Turbo plays. It'll really test them as well. And if they play like they did last week, it could be a lot closer than, than what I have written down on, on paper too. So, uh, With the Raiders too, they've got uh, Nicole Klockstad. His return, he'll be off the bench. Be exciting, exciting to see him back again. Uh, Frawley joins the bench alongside him. He'll be covering for Tom Starling uh, with his broken jaw uh, and the suspension of Harawea Nerera. Now, with... But that's with that suspension. I think he might be taking the early guilty plea on that too. He he wouldn't be silly enough to yeah, fight so on. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's doing that with his, and I'll, I think Madison might be doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Raiders are aiming for two wins in a season against Manly for the first time since 2016. Uh, flying over to the Eagles' nest, uh, tr- Turbo. Now, he's been named to play. He actually put his hand up and said, I am right to play as well. I read that on, I think it was Monday, I read that. Uh, so hopefully he is healthy to play and he's not just, just rushing back into it. Uh, this is what was said by the head physiotherapist. Uh, we're just assessing the swelling and hopefully he is comfortable as the week progresses to join training and will be fine to play. So fingers crossed that does come true and will make for an, an exciting match there on, uh, on, on Friday night. Uh, Bad Parker, he's out with a concussion too, so he'll be rested, which was ruined one of my multis as well. Yeah, so Don't start me on that. <laughs> uh, Manly Seagulls have won six of their last eight games against the Raiders. Just on uh, Brad Parker, I think he's um, gone down to the um, Hemmickville to pick up a Hemmickle too. <laughs> 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 the Hemmick Complex yeah. on down third. Oh, God, love the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, you get that if you're a Simpsons fan, so oh, yeah. if you're not, look it up. Uh, Mouldy's J-Rod, kick us off, mate. Mate, I've got Saab in there, Garrick in there, Moses Suli, any time try scorers, Manly 13 plus. I've got the points over 50 and a half. As you said, Ches, that's $7.50. But as you said, Ches, 13 plus. If the if the Raiders turn up, then um, look out. But and, and a little thing too, Billy Slater, I know you're a listener and I, and I know you're a fuckwit and I don't rate you. Just, you're an Aussie. Just pronounce it as 
Harawiranara. Don't try and put on this Kiwi Harawiranara. <laughs> Mate, just, hey, you're an Aussie. Just accept it and say it as it is. Uh, boys, I've gone uh, Sebastian Chris to get across. Ruben Garrick, he's, he's going to get one for sure out there on that left edge. Uh, the pool cleaner, Morgan Harper. And uh, <laughs> and I actually think this will be pretty close. So I've gone either team by 10 or less. Yeah. I couldn't pick a winner. That one's paying 36. So I've increased a bit from my first game there, thank goodness. Now, this, this will sound weird, but it works in my head. So I've gone for this multi in the theory that Turbo is playing. God knows what happens in your but head. I know, it's, it's scary sometimes, <laughs> mate, I tell you. So I've... This is if, if Turbo plays, but I haven't got him down for a try. It's just, just his presence. Yep, so, I get it. so Manly 13 plus, Manly to win both halves, Garrick, Harper, and Rapana anytime try scorers. And that's 1975. Yeah, that's nice. a good bet. That's a good bet. I like that. Uh, moving along, double header at Suncorp. Geez, the Brisbane and Queensland fans are getting treated up there. Uh, this is going to be the game of the round, if not the game of the year. I think I said that last week or the week before about Manly and. Uh, and the Storm, I think this one might eclipse it. Uh, Panthers v the Rabbits being played at Suncorp Stadium Friday night. Panthers are $1.71 favourites. Uh, Rabbitohs are $2.15 outsiders. Fairly close there. Uh, this should be a cracker, boys. It is. I'm really looking forward to this. I'll this be is, tuning in for sure. Yeah, this will be one of those matches where you knock, knock through about five or six stubbies in, in no time just because of the excitement of it all. That's just a good normal game. That's just oh, it is too. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to be watching footy to do that. <laughs> um, I th- think there's a few matchups in this game too. This is going to be good to see. Yeah. Uh, like the battle of the halves. So that's going to be my thing to watch. So you Walker Reynolds, obviously, uh, against the boys from Penrith, and it's a bit of competition too with some of the stat leaders as well. So we'll see what happens uh, by the end of the game. And also juggling positions for first, uh, for second and third. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. These boys will be playing. This game will be played again first week of the finals. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who who gets a victory and takes that into that game come crunch time at the end of the season. You carry over that mental confidence, won't it? It'll yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and any other news, Ches? Or Mate, a little bit. I'll, I'll try and speed through this one. Uh, James Fisher Harris and Pangai Junior. They're both listed uh, to play in a strong chances. As well to, to be to be run-ons for their game, uh, it's just their physical fitness. They still haven't been there with um, obviously out with uh, personal reasons and everything. They haven't been to much training, so if they do train well, they'll they'll be on. Uh, Scott Sorensen uh, and Jermaine Hopgood, uh, they will they will be to be dropped if those two boys do play. Kurt Capewell, uh, he's back from his suspension as well. Uh, Panthers have won five from the last six games against Souths. Uh, down the tunnel in the Rabbitohs land, Dane Gagai uh, and Alex Johnson, both with hamstring injuries, are back this week. So that's just going to strengthen that side up even more. As well as Campbell Graham, uh, he's overcome that that uh, that concussion from the head knock. Uh, Rabbitohs require two tries to break uh, the club's record from 2014 of 118 tries scored in a season. Now, if it doesn't happen this game, it'll definitely happen next week. So I'm pretty Absolutely. sure they're going to be safe on, on uh, breaking that record. And uh, just a little shout-out to Adam Reynolds uh, over the weekend, became the highest, highest point scorer for South in the history. Uh, great little achievement, for, or great big achievement, I say should say, for him uh, as he departs a club at the end of the season as well. So a uh, bit disappointing he won't be there because he could just could have increased on that, you know what I mean? And, was there also no one, one at Manly? Uh, I think that was... Saab? 
Uh, ah, not Saab. No, Garrick, Garrick maybe. Really, Garrick. So there was, there was two in two was in something. Or something. Though. It was a club record of some. Yeah, so maybe highest points in a game or something in, like yeah, that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, multis. I will kick us off. Seeing I've got the mic uh, and the telephone at the moment. So I've got uh, Maddie Burton, Kurt Capewell. Now I put Mansour in here because I didn't realise Johnson was back in. I was going to change it to Johnson. But I'm one of those people, once it's in your bet slip, it's in your bet slip. Don't change it. 100%. So I'm leaving it at Mansour and under 49.5 points. Now, you might look at me and think I'm a bit crazy when I say that, but I think this will be a tight contest. Both these teams are known for scoring points, but I think they'll be really wanting to uh, shore up their defence in this game. So I've gone under 49.5 points. That one's paying 43.75. Like I said, I was going to put Johnson in there, which would have brought it down probably significantly. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Mansell will be out on the right edge. So yeah. leave that, him in there. That's exactly uh, your thoughts there rolled, rolled into my multi. Uh, so I've left Mansell out as well. I think it's going to be close. I think the, score, the scoreboard's not going to be too big. So I've just gone three any-timers. This is paying $12. Naden, Burton, Campbell Graham. Good I'll, bet. I'll bounce off, off you, Clint, um, with that under 49 and a half. I've got that in there as well. As you said, I think it'll be a, a real grind. It'll be, a, it'll be a good game of football, real grind. Uh, so I've gone 49 and a half under. Paul Momorowski, anytime try scorer. And I've gone the Rabbitohs head to head. I think just, mate, they're like a jumbo. They're just ploughing ahead, and I think they won't be beaten. Uh, my thoughts exactly uh, $17.25. Yeah, I can see this game being like 8 6 at half time. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, fourth game of the round, Tigers versus Sharks. Tigers, $2.45 outsiders. Sharks are $1.55 favourites, which I couldn't believe given they've lost their last five games. Uh, this one's being played at Brown Park, which is up in Rockhampton. Now, last time the game was scheduled for Rockhampton was uh, the weekend of the Queensland shutdown. Uh, where the Rabbitohs were on the tarmac and had to turn around and come back. The poor fans out there were at the ground waiting to see their, their stars and got told that there was no game. So hopefully this one goes ahead for them up there. Get a bit of footy out the regional areas. I think it's great what they're doing. Uh, and I won't be watching. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to comment on that. I was going to say, is it called Brown Park? Because Brown's the colour of shit. And this game's going to be shit. Anything? Mate, uh, We've got to talk about it, but make we it do quick. A little bit of quick news. Uh, James Tarmo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Tarmo. Uh, he was a late withdrawal last week with that foot injury. He needs to pass a final fitness check to see if he'll be right to play. Uh, James Roberts is back for his first game since round 16. Uh, he'll be on the interchange uh, and could be a, a late starter. If he does come in, I think they'll, he'll replace uh, Michael Cheekam. Uh, Tigers aiming for three consecutive wins for the first time since 2018. This shows what they've been like the last few years. Um, Sharks, Ronaldo Molitalo has been named to play. Need to pass concussion protocols. Matt Morland's a chance to be a late inclusion as well uh, from that calf injury about two weeks ago. So he'll be assessed later in the week. Sharks have won six of the last seven games against the Tigers. You say uh, Molitalo's in? He, he should be in. He must have got off his grade three sexual assault. Charge against Tyson Frisell. Did you see that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you didn't see it? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Go back and watch it. It was good. Uh, anyone that did, out, did see it out there will know what I'm talking about. So anyway, let's move on. Maldies, Tommy Talau, Connor Tracy, Tigers to cover the line at plus four and a half for me. Only three legs. Like I said, I, I shan't be watching this game, uh, but that one's paying $17. Well, I'll be doing exactly the same. I think I'll be tuning in well after the game and just looking for green or red ticks. Um, Cronulla head-to-head, uh, Mamalo. 
Uh, Sione Katoa, Will Kennedy, and that's for $9.25, won't be watching. Yeah, I think unfortunately with the time this game starts is about the time when the pork roast will be ready in the oven, so I'll be slicing that instead. So I've just gone on three anti-timers. Mamalo, Will Kennedy, and Ronaldo Molitalo, and that's six seventy-five. I know we bagged that game, boys, but looking at that's probably the probably going to be the worst game of the round. Just looking at them, the other ones have you know teams that are worse on the ladder, but I think they might be a bit more competitive. So anyway, we're sorry if you are a Tigers or a Shark support. Not from what we said, we're just sorry that you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, that's a halfway point, boys. Let's have a break. Uh, I'm thirsty and we'll be back straight after this. This episode of the Same Game Multi Podcast is brought to you by the fantastic team at the White Bull Hotel Armadale. Situated halfway between Sydney and Brisbane in the picturesque New England region, it's a perfect destination for the hungry traveller, serving delicious meals for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Be sure to check out the fantastic weekly specials in the drive through bottle shop. For more information, check out the website at whitebull.net.au. Uh, thanks again to the White Bull, uh, massive supporters of the show. That I know they're doing it tough there. Uh, everyone's in lockdown. So um, go down, support the boys if you can. Drive through the bottle shop, uh, get your supplies, and uh, yeah, you know, look after them because they're looking after us. And we wouldn't be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for them. So uh, Next game, boys, Dogs v Knights. This one's pl- being played at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. Dogs $5 outsiders, Knights $1.18 favourites. <sighs> Anything? Probably won't be watching either. <laughs> no, I've been saying that... We were whinging the other week there's no footy on Saturday. <laughs> now there's footy on Saturday yeah. and we're probably not going to watch it's any that, of the games. It's 5.30 slot. I don't know, 5.30 Saturday, it's gen- so obviously when lockdown's not on, it's generally either got cricket or round ball and by the time I get home, have a wash, shower, beer, whatever else, by the time I get down to the local, down to the watering hole, wherever it be, down to White Bull, that's the place to be. Um, I generally miss this game And uh, I wish there was cricket or soccer on now uh, So I could miss this game <laughs> Watch a replay of the 99 grand final uh, World Cup or something Oh I was waiting for you to say 2001 grand final I was going to say lucky I'm, <laughs> oh, on the, yes. lucky I'm on the phone I'd be flying across the table <laughs> Yeah I've been back in the Bulldogs um, Trying to give them a bit of a chance the last couple of weeks But uh, I'm not going to go on this week I think Knights are too strong Everyone put your money in the Bulldogs. They will win for sure now. <laughs> get on, get on. 13 plus. Uh, Jakey Avarillo has been cleared to play from that hand injury. Uh, Nick Meany needs to go through concussion protocols. So I'm hoping he gets through those because he's in my multi. And what a multi I have, I must say, for this game. I'll touch on that in a second. Corey Allen, uh, he's a late withdrawal. Uh, he's picked up some sort of illness on Sunday. Um, the Bulldogs have won Anything to do with his wrist or his finger Or anything like throat. that Throat <laughs> Here we go There's another throat injury on the weekend <laughs> All hands and throats and yeah. Jeez. Someone will have a foot injury next Look out They're <laughs> <laughs> into some kinky shit <laughs> Keep going, sorry uh, The Dogs have won eight of their Would last Tony team. Stag have anything to do with that foot injury? <laughs> sorry Ches It's alright uh, The Dogs have won eight of their last ten games Against the Knights uh, Tyson Frizzell has accepted a one-game ban uh, for the high shot on Will Kennedy. So Brodie Jones will be step, stepping up to take his place there. Uh, got some a debut player there for the Knights. Hope I pronounce this correctly. Jariah Mamasia, I believe his name is. Uh, he was going to start earlier this year but had a uh, Achilles injury. Uh, and the Roosters bound Connor Watson. He'll be on the starting side as well. The Knights are aiming for two wins in one season against the Dogs, and that will be the first time they've done that since 2013. 
Jesus, eight years. Uh, hit us with that malt, mate. We've got the, oh. the listeners are, are chomping at the bit mate, to hear it. Well, a five-legger, Knights 13+, plus, Nick Meaney, Kyle Flanagan, Connor Watson, and Mitchie Pearce. Let's have a guess what this is paying uh, for $1. For $1, I'd, I'd say 350 to 1. It's nearly double, $651. Oh, Jesus. There you go, listeners. Put the house is above Kyle, the kids. <laughs> is Kyle Flanagan starting or is he on the bench? Uh, he's, he's starting this week. They got him okay. starting. And he's paying. he was paying $7. I'll put this on last night. So he was paying $7 just yeah, for right. any, any time try scorer. So, and as soon as I put him in there, it skyrocketed. So, yeah, it would have. Um, is that because he's shit? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, we, we love you, Every Kyle. dog has his day and I hope his day will be on, uh, <laughs> be on Saturday night. Boys, I've gone nights head-to-head. Um, I think they'll do that. I don't know if it'll be comfortable, but I think they'll they'll just ease it in, if you know what I mean. There, there won't be too much effort put into it. Uh, Tuala, he scored quite a few out there on that left edge, um, coming off Bradman best, and I've also got Bradman in there as well. I've got Ponga to score two or more, and Will Hopawade to get the lone points for the Dogs, 48-75. Oh, pretty good. Oh, Bradman Best, he had a pretty good game for the Knights last week. He's playing too. really good. I'm just, I just worry about backing because he gets injured so much. Mm. You know, if he doesn't score in that first 20 minutes, you, you're on the edge of your seat, thinking he's going to fucking get injured before he scores. So, um, he's he's played, I think, last two weeks. So hopefully he'll make it three and get across. Well, I'll bounce off Ponga. I've got him in as any time, just one. Uh, I've got Newcastle 13 plus, Ponga any time, Heimel Hunt. I've got the points over 51 and a half. I think it'll be either a shit fight, it'll just be points galore. And I've got Jaden Ockenbore in there at $11.75 just for a little spice. Got a good hairstyle, that fella. Mm. Don't need what? Uh, all right, boys, capping off Super Saturday. I uh, don't know if we should call it that this week, but capping off the Saturday games is the Eels versus the Cowboys. Dollar thirty-one favourites for the Eels, three dollar fifty for the Cows. If you do like them, get on to that. This one's being played at Sea Bus as well, so another double header there for the for the Gold Coast folk. Uh, get out and get to the game if you can, uh, and support the NRL because they need your support. Uh, boys, this Super Saturday is pretty shit. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to go out and let me say it. Even this game, I, I'm probably not going to invest too much into. You know what I mean? If I've got a rerun of... Um, hey, 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 be know, careful, mate. If I've got a rerun of The Voice or something, I'll probably put it on instead. Bagging someone else's team is like smacking your kids. <laughs> it's all right if you do it, but when someone else does it, starts lifting eyebrows. <laughs> uh, anything, Chez? What have we got, mate? Mate, uh, further... All right, so news from the uh, Blue and Gold... Kafusi, he's expected to play this week. Uh, he's been out with that concussion. Uh, Opachik, uh, he'll miss a couple of weeks with a rib injury, so he'll be replaced by Will Panasini. Um, and Hayes Dunster, he gets a start as well this week. The Eels have been outscored 124 to 22 points in their last three games. Uh, Tomalalo also uh, was at the training session Um with that broken hand, didn't look too confident apparently. So we're not too sure what's happening. Why there. is he what training? Happened? I think he's. I think. I think he's it's on more, a ten-year contract. So for a million dollars, why is he training? I think it's more just for running. So he'll be there. He won't be doing too much up. tackling. Ball well, catching. Oh, yeah. if you just mate, look, Mister Tamalolo, if you fall over at training, if you trip, just salmon to the ground. <laughs> Don't put your hands out. <laughs> Rick Flair, Bush. Uh, Todd Payton said that Ruben Cotter's one hundred percent ready to go for this week. Uh, Cole Felt and Cohen Hess uh, have been named. They just need to go through that final fitness check as well. Felt has scored eight tries in his last six games against the Eels. 
How many balls has he dropped in? <laughs> <laughs> Again. Um, boys, I actually think Parramatta will bounce back here. They they have to. Uh, you know, the whole world's against them. They've been in the headlines for the last couple of weeks and they've got to come out and make a statement. I think this might be the week that they do it and I hope for them that it is because uh, otherwise you can write them off if you haven't already. Uh, I'll kick us off. I've gone Big Papa Lee, uh, Mitchell Moses to get across. I think he has to stand up if they are to win. Uh, Eels head-to-head and also Eels race at 20 points and that one's paying 13.50. Sorry, 13.50 on that one. Like I said, boys, just be careful. Lucky we're on the phone here because bagging someone else's <laughs> team is like smacking your kids. It's all right if you do it, but when someone else does it, look out. I'll be flying through here. Uh, boys, I've actually found out over the last couple of days that it's actually it, – so Will is just the, the name he prefers to be called, but his real name is Viliami. It's got a V, Viliami Panasini. Like, like Viliami Kickout. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, okay. so, uh, so I've got uh, Will Panasini, uh, Mike Acevo. In there, um, para head to head. I'm not confident to pick a margin. Uh, points to be under 52 and a half. If we're playing shit like any other time, we wouldn't beat Armadale, and that's ten dollars seventy five. Yeah, I haven't got a uh, a margin for this one. It was too hard to pick. Um, I was leaning towards 13 plus, but then I, don't, I wasn't confident, and I thought if they come back and bounce back strong, it'll be 19 plus. So I'll just go on para head to head. Sevo, Wonga Blake, and Val Holmes any timers, and that's eight twenty five. Uh, all right, all right, boys. Moving on to Sunday's games: Dragons v the Roosters. Dragons four dollars. Roosters are a dollar twenty-five. Now this one is being played at Clive Berghofer Stadium, and that's in Toowoomba. I don't know who Clive Berghofer is, but I believe he, he was the mayor back in nineteen twenty-seven. Just off the top of your head? No, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you fucking had me. Oh, that was good. Um, he's obviously someone up there that's worth getting a stadium named after him. So all, all credit to you, Clive. Um, J-Rod, tell us something. What do you got? I <laughs> got him. Ah, uh, got him. Was, Were uh, you in Spotify again or something there? <laughs> no, no, I was actually in Sportsman. <laughs> I was actually looking at some baseball, some NBL. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Got on the Seattle uh, Barrett as well. Yeah. A uh, little bit of news here from the Sheds uh, for the Dragons. Billy Burns, he'll need to pass concussion protocols to avoid being on the back burner. Is that what I've done there? Burns, Burns yeah. I like it. I like, I like it. it. <laughs> really good. Uh, Anthony Griffin, he's made a few changes to the side this week. Uh, Matt Dufty, he'll be going back to fullback. And Jack Bird is moved to the centres. Uh, Josh Maguire will be starting hooker um, after McCulloch had that uh, ankle surgery there earlier in the week. That was a bad ankle cracker too. Gone for the season. Mm, yeah, mm. unfortunate for him. Uh, Dragons have conceded 168 points in their past five games. I think after this game, it could be up to over 200. Uh, down at the Chook Pen, Tupanua should be uh, on track to play despite the head knock last week against the Bronx. Jaria Hargraves back in action and probably much needed too, I think, uh, with Angus Crichton still suspended. Uh, and a lot of boys still still benched. Victor as well. Yeah, we've got Victor Radley, um, a three-match ban uh, for the field goal charge down on Albert Kelly. Uh, that won't help the cause. Approaching the finals either, missing him, trying to sneak up the ladder there. Uh, as well with the plethora of injuries we've been carrying as well on the bench side. That I'm surprised that poor Albert Kelly, his leg didn't snap. No. Wow. That, yes. that was a, Things don't bend like that. No. That was like Gumby watching that. It was, it, yeah, made you feel sick. A lot of people blew up about that. Yeah, I've got no issues with the yeah. suspension. No, that's personally. It, it was a dangerous. I, I can tell, you know, there was no intent and he wasn't going for the legs, but he, he hit him. 
And a bit like Harawira and I, you've got to cop your punishment, I'm sorry. 100%, yep. That's exactly right. And that's yeah, that's from me. That's from a rooster. Mate, that's uh, from the biggest cock we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, roosters have won their last six games against the Dragons. So we'll chalk that down as seven from seven after I get off the mic and on the phone here and ring Mr. Politis himself. <laughs> oh, do I want to kick off the malts? Get us, you've got the fat telephone. We have got Roosters 13 plus... Tupanua, Jared Rhea Hargraves. Roosters both halves and over 42.5 points. Over 42.5 points this week, please. And that's paying 34.75. Nice bet. Well, now, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Birdo. I do have a side bet on this week as well, which I put on last night and I found out this morning it was void, so I've had to put it back on. Does your main bet know about your side bet? No, Will they get jealous? It, <laughs> it could do because it, it actually features in here, but not not as exotically like exotic I've or gone, erotically. Uh, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone big Hargraves first try scorer. Now last night it was sixty seven dollars. For some reason it got void. It's now sixty one dollars. So that's my little side bet this week for the Chooks. I've, I've been saying for weeks he's going to score. This could be the week, and it, it could be the first million over. He's due. He's due. Let's hope. Uh, I've gone, this is $11.50, three-legger. Uh, Roosters 13+, plus. Zachy Lomax, now that he's, he'd be hungry. Uh, and Joey Manu, uh, those two anytime try scorers for $11.50 large. Mate, I've got exactly the same odds, different bet, $11.50 for me. Uh, boys, I've got Roosters head-to-head, uh, Tupu, Adam Kieran, and the Duff man, Matty Duft, uh, to get uh, over in his return game, $11.50, same odds as you. Now, my ears pricked up there on uh, Friday night when they were playing the Bronx. I heard they said, mentioned something about Kiri. This was, like, that's what I heard. Because right? mm. I was watching that through the bloody headphones, see? And I heard something about Kiri. And my ears pricked up. It's Kieran. Kieran. So I got my, All right. boy, my heart started racing. I thought he might have been coming back. But no, it was Kieran. So anyone else out there thought that they heard the same thing? It's it's the big the big red-headed fella out there running around, Kieran. Thanks, Ken, thanks Ken, Professor Ken, Chez. Ken kick a Ken goal. Ken kick a goal too, <laughs> buddy. good, yeah. Professor Chez, thank you. All right, last game of the round, and this one should be a good one too, boys. Uh, both teams have been in pretty good form the last few weeks. Broncos v Warriors. This one is at Suncorp Stadium. Really close here. The The Bronx are $1.95 outsiders, and the Warriors are $1.85 favourites. Uh, that's at the time of recording. That may change by the time you listen to this and, and get your bets on, but this should be a good game. This yeah. should be a good game, I think. I just said earlier, I think it was the Tigers game, you said there's teams below them that will be more exciting game. This is this is this yep. game. Yeah, that's right. Finish yep. off the round here. I think this this is going to be really good to watch. Uh, you got the Broncos fighting back, uh, just trying to get a bit of um, morale, I guess, to go into the Christmas holidays with. And you got, <laughs> and then you got, and then you got, and then you got um, New Zealand hopefully fighting for their spot up in the uh, top eight. So could be a good one. I'll, I'll actually, uh, I'll be sitting on the lounge with a few coldies. I'd, I'd imagine as soon as though the COVID could, is probably still going by then. So. Could be a really good game to watch. Uh, run us through quickly the uh, sheds, mate. Oh, yeah, sheds. I forgot about that. I was about to go jump straight to the mic. You had one job. Mate, <laughs> the so only I'm, reason we employ you. I've already switched <laughs> over from, from paper to the computer. See, it's stuffed me up. All right, here we go. From the north, the Broncos, Albert Kelly, he has been cleared of any serious injury from that tackle that he got from Victor Radley from that field goal. There is some ongoing soreness, so they're in doubt uh, whether if, if he'll play a full game or he might, you know, might be benched, come on late, might start, see how he goes. We'll have to wait and see for that one. Uh, Danny Levi, uh, he'll be monitored during the week from that head knock. Herbie Farnworth, uh, he's been named 
Uh, so his replacement, David Mead, we moved back to the extended bench. Uh, the Broncos play their 300th game at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, for the boys at New Zealand, so they've gone into a big lockdown too. Full-on lockdown over there, so uh, they won't be doing any visiting anytime soon. Uh, no late changes are expected at this stage for, for their side. Uh, so Lesniak returns, and I think I mixed this up last week. This week is his 150th career game. Yep. Uh, Rusey Walsh, uh, he copped a fine for contrary conduct uh, last week after rushing into the uh, little push and shove there against the Dogs. Uh, but he didn't get any bans or anything, so he's, he's free to keep playing f- for the season. Uh, and Sirenen pushes uh, Jazz Tavega out to the bench as well. Uh, Warriors are aiming for four consecutive wins for the first time since 2018. Just on Reese Walsh, you know how we had the Morris brothers. You know, you couldn't tell them apart when they were playing <laughs> yeah. for each other. Yes. Is anyone having the same problem with Reese Walsh and Harris Tavita yeah. or Tavita Harris or whatever the fuck his name is? Lucky there's numbers on their back. They look exactly the same. 100%. 100%. Good. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, uh, who wants to kick the mulch off? I'll hit it. All right, go. Broncos head to head. I think for the only reason that they're playing at Suncorp they've, and their performance last week, Broncos head to head. Corey Oates, Peter Hiku, any timers. Quick one, $10.60. Nice. I've got Coates uh, in there as well. Herbie Farmworth to get across uh, in his return game. Ewan Aitken. And I've got the Broncos to cover the line at plus two and a half here as well. I think it'll be close. And uh, I think that they'll either get the victory or come within three points. So 27 bucks. I'm hoping Albert Kelly plays a full game. I hope he gets to play at all. Will he, he be wearing he, he like that ear guard? Will he be wearing that on the side <laughs> of his knee? or? <laughs> Um, I've got four anytime try scorers. I've got Albert Kelly, Payne Huss, Curran, and Walsh, and that's paying $111. Oh, he's finished big. He's finished big, bought at home. All right, let's let's rush through. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, I heard. Uh, Let's rush through these sure things and Hail Mary's boys because I've got a new segment I want to get to and we're running out of time. Uh, Sure thing for me, Ponga, two or more. I've got him in my multi. That one's paying $3.60 just by itself. My sure thing. Three of the best, all at thirteen plus. Melbourne Manly Roosters. And that's paying four ninety. I've gone Mike Acevo, two or more tries uh, on the uh, left hand attack for Para. Uh, two or more tries, two dollars sixty. Very good. And Hail Mary, go back around. Hail Mary. I've got Raiders five dollars head to head. I've got Dark and Desperate here. Three teams head to head. Souths, Tigers, Broncos. And that's ten fifty. Uh, I've got a couple of big boys to get across. Payne Huss, who got across last week, got off the nerdy run, and Junior Paulo, both to get across anytime, 18 bucks. Ooh, delicious. I like it. Uh, all right, boys, let's move into this new little segment. I've got a bit of trivia for us. So this one, uh, it's going to be called 21 and Done. So I've got 21 trivia questions. You've got to buzz in with your names. Fuck, we'll be for a month. It's going to be rapid fire, okay? So buzz in with your name, answer. If you If you don't get it, the other person gets a chance. I'm going to mark down uh, whoever gets the most points wins. Yeah, we, are you ready to play? Savvy. So random questions. We're going to start off really easy, all right? So how many clubs are there in Sydney? Burtman. Burtman. Eight. Ches, nine. Well, the, in fact, the answer's none. They're all in Queensland at the moment. So you're both <laughs> oh. wrong. <laughs> but Ches gets the points with nine. Bullshit. So we'll give a little point there to Ches. So. All right, we like that. We know how it plays. Okay, let's go. Which former Brisbane Bronco great is known as Pearl? Chez Renoff. Oh, he's on fire. He's on fire. You boys been rehearsing this. No, before. he hasn't. Unless you be questions. Yeah, maybe. Uh, of what heritage is Tiger's gun Adam Dewey? Burtman. 
Italian. Chez, throw it over to you. Oh, Dewey. French. Bom, bom. Lebanese. Oh, Come on, Dewey boys. with a tabbouleh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fully tabbouleh. Uh, all right, next one. Other than the current – sorry, I'll start again. The next one. Other than their current name, give me another name Gold Coast has been known by. Do you mean like Titans? Yes. Chez, was it the Crusaders? No, not Crusaders. I oh, – over to you. I wouldn't have the faintest I, – I, it's out there. Um, yeah, hit me. I don't know. Pass. I'll give you one more chance. You're back in his past. I've got two names, but I don't know which one of them's going to be. I can't remember. You got it wrong the first time. No more embarrassment. I remember the Tarzos you used to get in the chips. The the the. I remember it used to be in that. It was a bird. Some sort of bird. Fuck. They like chips. Seagulls. 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 Hey. I'll give it to J-Rod. He yeah. gets points. He's on the board. Get that up, yeah. Uh, who won the 2020 Dally M medal? Burtman. Uh, Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten. All, two all. Two all. This is nice. I like this. Are we liking this or what? Yeah, get it. Um, okay, where are we up to? In 2002, who was the New South Wales player that Gordon Tallis famously dragged Birdman. across the... Hodson. Uh, Hodgson. Oh, he's overtaken. 3-2. Oh, yeah. Didn't even let me finish the question. Brent. Brent was his first name. Brent Hodgson, yep. Tigers fullback. Here we go. Who is the second most capped Queenslander of all time? Bert, man. I want to say Wally Lewis. Throw it over to oh, Chess. no, it's not. Queenslander. Queenslander. Cameron Smith, not Cameron Smith. He's the, he's the most capped. Burtman, I've got two names in my head. I'm going to say Billy Slater. Over to you, Chaz. Lock you. Over to you, Burtman. Um, <laughs> Come on, I've mentioned I, him today. I've mentioned him today. Oh, Preston Campbell. I've mentioned him today. You mentioned him earlier. I not Preston Campbell. You mentioned Preston Campbell. Oh, I've mentioned him today. He brushed me at the casino. Oh. Jonathan Thurston. J-Rod's on again. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston with wow. uh, 37. Wow. Cameron Smith's got 42 and Darren Lockyer's 36. But I didn't actually buzz in then, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, mate. Well, I'm giving the points and one off for chairs. <laughs> um, all right, where am I up to here? Here we go. Who was the 2018 Clive Churchill medalist? 2018. I can give you who played if you need it, if you're, if you're that terrible at this game. Clive Churchill. So best on field in the grand yeah, final. In grand final. Yeah. 2018. 18. Do you want the teams? I know the teams were Roosters Melbourne, wasn't it? Yes. Oh. Was it Orbison? Over to you, Jared. <laughs> not even, not even looking at you. Are you with buzzing that. in, mate? How dare you? How dare you <laughs> jump just, just about you not buzzing in. Um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna. gonna the rules. Oh, I got a little mixed up there. I thought it might have been. Um, I'll give you a okay, yeah, give me an answer and then I'll give you a clue if you get it wrong because that way you both got something wrong. I'm going to lock in uh, Billy Slater. <laughs> no. He's a current player, but he's not currently playing and hasn't played for majority this year. That helps you. Ches, Cordner. No, not Cordner. Oh, I know who it is now. Ches, hit me. I don't know. Is, is it Jakey Friend? <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> oh, this is a great segment. This is going to be fantastic. Um. He's a halfback or a five eight. He got steered around the park by by, by, by um Kronk. by Cronk. Oh, you, you go, Berto. You go this one. No, nah, you hit it. I'm fucking Cleary. Yeah. Keary. Keary. Yeah. Keary. All right. Fucking Jesus, that was hard work. Um. All right. Which current NRL referee has the initials G A? G A. Bertman. Green Aiken. Green Atkins. I'll Atkins, give you that. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Atkins. Um. 
Which team won a record 11 premierships in a row? Birmingham. St. <laughs> <laughs> George Dragons. I'll make sure it's St. George Dragons and not Illawarra. One for Jocko out there. All right. Listen, boys, because you're going to need it here. If South scored six tries and Adam Reynolds converted three of them and kicked three field goals, one of them from being 42 metres out, and St. George scored three tries with one of them being converted and three field goals, what would the final score be? Can we get it? Can we get it? I'll, I'll say it again. Right Listen on. carefully because I know you're a bit dull. Yeah. Uh, if South scored six tries and Adam Reynolds converted three of them, he also kicked three field goals with one of those field goals being from 42 metres out. Yep. St. George Illawarra scored three tries, converted one of those tries and also kicked three field goals. What would the final score be? Jez. Jez? 34-13. Incorrect. Pa- oh. Partly correct. So it's... I got the last one wrong. Yes. Oh, no, I did. know what it is. Yeah, yeah, I didn't so write it down. It's 34... Three tries, one converted. 17. 17. Yeah. J-Rod again. Chez, you got some work to do, brother. Oh, that's close. You that's had close. it. You gave him half the answer. What was the score in the 2008 grand final? 2008 Burtman, 40 nil. 40 nil. He's on Manly. fire. Manly v. Storm. Uh, what two colours make up the Newcastle Knights jersey? All Burtman just got in. Red and blue. Red and blue. I don't think that would make him a good team with a splash of white in there. Oh, and what colour is the background of their major sponsor, NIB's Burt logo, Man. on the front of their jersey? Green. Green. Fuck, he is on fire. You looking at the answers or what? Hang over this mic like a vulture is so I can get in. We're done that one. Phone, mate. In 2013, which two players famously enjoyed a vodka cruiser on a rooftop? Chez. Chez. Dugan. Yep. Another fucking scumbag. Um. <laughs> Plays for the blue and gold. Yeah. I've already given you this point. Um, Fergo. Yes. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Like they're drinking the fucking lolly waters on the road. All right. Now, this one will rack the brain, boys. With a surname rhyming with the position he predominantly played in, which Queensland representative played for Penrith, Roosters, and the Cowboys with a total of 275 first grade Batman. games? Oh, Adam Scott. Oh no, that's Chez. a golfer. <laughs> Craig Wynn? Not Craig Wynn. He played he played hooker. That was close. That's that's what you need to think about. Oh, J Rod's in the wrong fucking sport. <laughs> rhyming <laughs> surname rhyming with the position he predominantly played. I'm gonna go Matt Singh. Matt Singh, yes, beautiful. You were very close, uh Chez. You nearly got it there. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> I was thinking of um, the, the Cowboys prop. Fucking Matt Scott. Oh, Matt Scott. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> what does that rhyme with, though? Matt prop. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many players have been sent off so far this year? Oh, Ches. Ches. I need exact numbers. 29. No, sent off. <laughs> sent. Not 10. Not 10 and been sent. Oh, sent. I'll clarify it for you. Sent. Sent from the field. Oh, fuck heaps. 48. Sent. <laughs> Not sin bin, just sent. Oh, just sent off. Just, okay. <laughs> just, oh. Same as what I just clarified for you. Yes, just sent off. <laughs> okay, Bruno, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say... It's single digits, if yeah, that helps. I'm going to say six. Oh, Not quite. I'll go seven then. Seven. Cheers. And they are Jack Hetherington, round six. <laughs> Josh Papali, round ten. 
Tyrell Fui Mayono round 10. Herman SASA also round 10. That was a magic round. It was too. We've got Kobe Hetherington round 14. And two from last week, Corey Harawiranaira and Ryan Matheson. Um, okay, very good. Scores. Chez, you've got a bit of room to make up here. I don't know if you can wing, actually. Anyway, might, <laughs> might go double points on the last one. Uh, what nationality is former Roosters great Adrian Morley? Chez. Oh, yes. Uh, British or English. English, I'll give you that. Pommy. Who scored the final try in the 80th minute in Game 3 to win the 2009 Origin Series? Oh, Bert, uh, can you say the year again, sorry? 2019. 19, Bertman. Uh, that's uh, Teddy Tedesco. Teddy Tedesco. Yeah. All right. Oh, is that 2009? Yeah, so 2019, yeah. sorry. That's all, right. that's all right. Clean your fucking ears out. Okay, <laughs> let's go, boys. We're, we're uh, two questions away. Which Australian, New South Wales origin, country origin, and Prime Minister's 11 representative who played 247 games at five different clubs, scoring 64 tries, and having kicked 732 from 951 conversions at a percentage of 81.81%, with two premierships from three grand final appearances, announced his retirement this week. Ches, James Maloney. James Maloney. All right. Now, this point, this this question is worth five points. <laughs> no, sorry, six points. I just had to recalculate that. <laughs> Last question, six points. So get on the buzzers. Get those buzzers. Just practice your buzzer. Bertman. Practice yours. It's faulty. Chez, uh, All right. No wonder you're losing. No wonder you're getting smoked. Uh, which NRL coach with a team currently in the top four has a win percentage of 69? Get for two. Yes. Uh, that'd be uh, Craig Bellamy. Oh, he wins by a landslide. Congratulations, Mr. Burtman. I don't know close to him would be Bennett. Yeah, wouldn't it? That was 21 and done. Yeah, Bennett's not as good. And Trent Robinson was pretty poor too. He's had 2,000 and... He had one year where he's only won 25%, and that's fucked him, basically. So, uh, Anyway, boys, that was 21 and done. Thanks for playing. Uh, your prize is three cans of uh, Young Henry. Yeah, well, actually, speaking of Young Henry, um, I was lucky enough again this afternoon um, on his way out and about today. Uh, uh, Ches, had, had, he popped into the bottle shop and uh, dropped a couple of cans of Young Henry's. Uh, New Towner. Australian Pale Ale, it says, serve the people at the bottom. Uh, for those people who don't know, um, Henry Falcon uh, was the bloke who, who made the Henry Ford. He was the one who made the uh, Ford Falcon. Uh, I don't know if this is an offspring of his, mate, but stick to making motor cars because your beer is shit. Fuck, thanks for the history lesson, Jesus. <laughs> We're on the history channel next week. <laughs> uh I just as my as I said, me pop once said that uh, no such thing as a bad beer. Uh, some beers are better than others. Uh, those for you can listen. That is an empty can. I did drink it, but I'll only give you one. As for a Ford Falcon, I'll give you probably five for the Falcons. Uh, young Henry, no good. Stay away. What's the stubby lid rating? Uh, just one. Just one. Okay, cheers. Bit too fruity for me. Uh, that first sip when you crack her open, holy joy, she's got some. Didn't have a, a, out a, of the a beer or a cider. Oh no, it wasn't even like that. It was different. Um, yeah, not my sort of cup of tea. All beer, all or uh, fruit juice, so to speak. Um, yeah, not my sort of thing. Uh, if you like those fruity, crafty stuff, it's probably right up your alley. This thing's a lot, uh, a lot different to a lot of the pale ales, which I, I, I don't mind drinking. Uh, it's just a bit too full on. Um, the aromatics are very strong in this one. And I'm going to give it one and a half lids. 
Uh, but fantastic review, boys. But if you do uh, want to try it, get down to the White Bull and, and they'll sort you out down there. Uh, I'm sure it's not as bad <laughs> as the boys are making out. So uh, well, if you, are, if you are someone who's into uh, independent certified and uh, vegan friendly beers, this is your beer. <laughs> so one for you. Uh, all right, boys, that's it for us. Have we got anything else before we wrap it up? We're about 20 minutes over, so yeah, fuck, we're going to uh, do some editing. Just don't eat right. you know, soup with a fork. Just don't oh, stop stealing my lines. Again, you have nothing better to do than to steal my lines. Uh, anything from you, Ches? Don't be an ass where you mask. We've got the code word this week. We've got um, click and collect. For those of you who are wondering, Sports Power is still open. Uh, contact Schmoody there. Click and collect. They're open for uh, for business still in, in the lockdown in the Armdale area. So if you do need any sporting supplies, uh, table tennis tables to get you through the lockdown, make sure you, you get on the Sports Power and uh, give them a call. They are still open. So code word this week is uh, click and collect. Uh, that's it, boys. Wrapped it up. A couple of new segments I've enjoyed today. Really had a good time. Uh, had a bit of a laugh. Hope you liked the show out there as well. Let us know if you liked the uh, the couple of new segments. We'll bring them back next week. And uh, as always, don't text and drive.